Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. We hope all of you are healthy and safe wherever you are. Today's episode consists of a lightly edited version of a webinar that we hosted last month, actually. It featured our friend Lauren Hallinan, a fellow SubChina podcaster. She hosts the China Marketing Podcast, and she was also a former live streamer in China with over 400,000 fans. So she's pretty qualified to talk about our topic today, which is live streaming e-commerce. Anyways, do remember to give us and also Lauren some feedback. That's right. Please write to us at ying at techbuzzchina.com and let us know what you think. Do note that all of these recent episodes, including any sections that we cut out, such as the full Q and A in today's case, can also be found on YouTube. And at our website above, you can sign up to be on our mailing list, subscribe to our paid Extra Buzz newsletter, or just generally keep tabs on our ventures beyond podcasting. For example, we're working on an ebook on the most talked-about Chinese internet company this year. That's ByteDance, owner of TikTok. And our latest Extra Buzz newsletter was on the 618 Shopping Festival, which was originally created by JD.com to celebrate the company anniversary, but which has since morphed into an industry-wide event. During this year's 20-day festival, JD and Alibaba alone sold 136 billion dollar worth of goods. That's right, one trillion RMB in GMV. Yes, but for now, are you ready to hear about China's e-commerce live streaming industry? Why its consumers love this medium, and what we can learn from China? Let's do this. The president's key economic team goes to China.、Uh, after a whole night thinking, I say I still want to do it. <laughs> Everyone, we are Tech Buzz China by Pan Daily, powered by the Seneca Podcast Network by SubChina. We're a biweekly podcast focused on giving you a peek into what's buzzing within the tech community in China. We uncover and contextualize unique insights, perspectives, and takeaways on headline tech news that don't always make it into English language coverage, so you can be smarter about the world of China tech. Tech Buzz China is a part of Pandaily.com, an English language site that tells you everything about China's innovation. I'm one of your two co-hosts, Ying Lu, and I'm your other co-host, Ray Ma. We are a part of the Seneca Podcast Network, created by SubChina. In addition to Tech Buzz, you can also find Seneca, which covers current affairs. And we're also proud to be partnered with Financial Times's Tech Scroll Asia. Which is a newsletter on Asia tech news from one of the best publications in the business. Go to ft.com/tech-scroll-asia to sign up today. And as always, we are still looking for more reviews on Apple Podcasts. Send us a screenshot of your review, and we will gift you a free three-month subscription to our Extra Buzz newsletter. Just email us at yingatechbuzzchina.com. Thank you so much for those of you who've already taken advantage of this offer. Hey everyone! As you know, today we will be focusing on live streaming e-commerce in China. 
Our speaker is Lauren Hallinan. Lauren was a live streamer in China in 2016 and 2017, and she was popular on several social media platforms. So she's got firsthand experience with the industry and knows what it takes to run a successful broadcast. Note that this was back when today's subject, live streaming e-commerce, didn't quite exist. But since moving back to the States, Lauren's continued to closely follow the overall live streaming industry. She is currently head of marketing at Chatly and a Chinese social media marketing consultant, writer, and speaker. Today, she's going to be really focused on giving you an overview of the industry, including the major players, effects of COVID, ways that brands are using live streaming e-commerce, and her general predictions on what's next here in the West. All right, Lauren, I'll hand it off to you. I'm going to start the presentation off by focusing mainly on the Chinese live commerce industry. And then in the second half, I will talk about what I see happening in the West and whether or not live commerce will take off in places like the US or Europe. So really, you know, live commerce has been around for a while. Taobao started kicking off e-commerce live streaming in late 2016, um, you know, really pushed it in 2017. But it wasn't until about 2019 that live streaming e-commerce really started to take off in China. So, you know, we were seeing all throughout last year that it was becoming a very, very popular sales channel. More and more platforms, influencers, brands were, were adopting it. But really, you know, what pushed the the industry to become so, so mainstream and what everybody's really talking about it right now is because of COVID-19. You know, after COVID-19, when offline retail was shut down, consumers were quarantined and couldn't visit stores, this was really the perfect opportunity for a lot of consumers who had never tried watching e-commerce live streaming or had never bought anything through an e-commerce live stream. You know, this really created the perfect situation for them because they didn't have that offline alternative. So we've really seen multiple platforms have been adding this feature now. More and more consumers are trying it and, and it's truly become mainstream and China. And even though obviously China had recovered, largely recovered from, you know, the coronavirus and offline retail has reopened, but we're still seeing a very, very strong use of e-commerce live streaming now that, you know, many brands and consumers have adopted this medium. So you can see here that Taobao Live reported that uh, in early February, live stream sessions on the platform had increased 110% year over year. And the number of merchants using it for the first time grew 719% from January to February. So, you know, between the time that the quarantine period started, you know, a ton of brands and people really got, got on the bandwagon there. So that's just, you know, a, a little bit about why so many people are interested in this topic right now, you know, because it's, it's just really taking off in China. But I want to take a step back and get a better look at the industry and what is e-commerce live streaming. So, you know, e-commerce live streaming is really only a portion of the Chinese live streaming industry landscape. You know, there's a lot of different formats of live streaming. Like I mentioned back in 2016-2017, I was um, on many of the apps shown here in the entertainment column, what's called entertainment live streaming. Then you're probably familiar with esports live streaming has been the most successful here in the West with platforms like Twitch, right? 
We've seen a lot of education providers in China bring their courses online, you know, similar to what, what you might find here with what we're doing right now. You know, we're having a webinar online. There are many education platforms, many business learning platforms that have adopted live streaming. Also, a lot of short video platforms that have incorporated live streaming features into their platforms. So there's really, you know, live streaming is a massive industry in China and e-commerce is just a, a component of it. But really, you know, as I said, 2019 and now 2020 have really been the peak time where, you know, the majority of the focus is on the e-commerce live streaming industry and less so on, on the other types. Here I just touch on the, you know, again, the different categories. They all have different monetization models. So, you know, whereas we see some of the entertainment, gaming, live streaming, are focused more on education or virtual gifting for monetization. You know, with e-commerce, we're really talking about product sales, right? So that's the big difference here is the monetization formats between each of the different platforms. So I want to get into a little bit more about what is e-commerce live streaming. I don't know how many of you have actually seen an e-commerce live streaming, how many of you are familiar with it, but uh, just to give a little context, this is the most common comparison that I get is here, if you're trying to explain to somebody here in the West or you see any article, English language article here in the US, they always compare it to QVC or the Home Shopping Network, right? Yes, that is a relevant comparison, but it really doesn't capture the essence of what e-commerce live streaming is like. And that's mainly from a experience and a product perspective. So this is an example, right? I went on to try and find Home Shopping Network's live experience. And as I highlighted here, right, they said, always live, always interactive. And that's really not the experience that I felt, right? It, even though they said it was live, you could stop it, you could start it, you could move forward, move back. It didn't really feel live at all. It felt like I was watching a pre-recorded video. And, you know, they said always interactive. I searched all throughout the page, could not find any way whatsoever to, to interact with the host, right? Another thing that when you try and make this comparison, here with QVC or HSN, uh, you look at the hosts and you can tell what target audience they're going after, right? The hosts are all much older. They're all middle-aged. There's even some hosts that I would call in the senior category. And so you can tell they're really trying to reach that target audience. Whereas in China, live streaming hosts, whether it's a brand host or whether it's an influencer, they're all young and their target audience is really people anywhere from their 20s um, up into their mid-30s, really, are the core target audience. And another thing that I really took away from this is that this experience, the way that it was shot, the way that everything is set up, it was really designed for a TV or for, you know, uh, looking at on your desktop computer, not a mobile experience at all, whereas all of the Chinese experiences are for mobile users. If you've watched this, you can just tell that it's really not an interactive format, not very appealing to watch. So it's not the greatest comparison. So now I want to take a look at what live streams in China are like. We'll start with the example on the on the left. And this is from a very popular Chinese domestic beauty brand called Perfect Diary. And they have they have their sales associates on multiple platforms, I think at least four different platforms that I've seen hosting live streams about their product pretty much at any time of the day, you can find somebody from 
from this company live streaming about their products. While you're watching the video, you can click right in, you can look at the product, you can still see what the live streamer is doing, you can still hear her, you can still uh, hear everything she's saying. She starts talking about a new product, you can keep listening to that while you're scrolling through the product um, on, the, on the product page within Taobao, right? So you can click on the product, you can put it in your cart, you're still hearing her the whole time, you're still seeing the video, and you can click right back into the video when you're done to continue watching the live stream. Even though you may not be able to hear it unless you're a Chinese speaker, the entire time that she was talking just now, she, you know, she had key points that she's trying to get across, right? She has a certain set of products that she needs to talk about today. She has key points that she needs to make about those products, but she is also very actively answering questions that are coming through right there at that moment from the audience, right? And she is adapting what she is going to present that day based on the feedback from the audience, what the audience wants to see, the questions that they're having. You know, she's trying on products in the moment. She's giving them suggestions based on, you know, somebody's says, my skin is lighter, I'm going to this occasion, blah, blah, blah. You know, she is, is customizing her presentation to that audience, right? Making it a very social experience. Plus, you can see the big difference in these live streams versus what you are seeing from Home Shopping Network is that they're all on mobile devices, right? And this, the host is very close to you. It feels like you're FaceTiming with a friend. It gives it a much more intimate feel to it. The other one that I'm going to show is from an extremely famous uh, live streamer called Austin Lee. And he's known for his very energetic streams. He, he really, really gets the audience going, can hype them up a lot. But I think what was key about this clip here is that in, in Chinese um, e-commerce live streams, they really leverage product giveaways throughout their live streams to really get the audience um, excited, to keep them within the stream for a longer period of time, and to keep them engaged. So here he starts right off his stream. You could tell he's, he's very enthusiastic. And he starts off his stream right away with a product giveaway. And then at the end of his stream, see this paper that he's holding here? He's hyping the audience up. He's saying, look at all these products that we're going to talk about today. They're all from these top brands. We have so many products to go through. You know, he's really getting ex people excited uh, and wanting to watch it. It's, it's entertainment as well. Basic user experience from a product perspective, you'll find this will look pretty similar across all of the platforms. Like you saw just now, it's a vertical mobile format. The top left corner will show the name of the brand or the live streamer. The bottom corner, you'll see the comments from the audience. It's very easy to type in a comment and, and interact with the, the host of the stream. Then in the bottom right corner of the stream, you'll find a shopping cart. You know, you easily click on the shopping cart. You can scroll through all the items that are available during that live stream. And as I mentioned before, click in to look at the item, but you can still watch the live stream in a floating window and still hear everything that they're saying. While you're watching the live stream, you can immediately, you know, do a one-click purchase uh, because usually these platforms are integrated with Alipay or WeChat pay so you can do a one-click purchase and you're able to buy your the product while still watching the live stream to give you some perspective as to how many players that there are in in the market now in china taobao as i mentioned is 
really the original. They were the ones who really kicked off e-commerce live streaming in China, and they've been the pioneers with this model. They've been doing it for going on four years now, and they've really put e-commerce live streaming as a focal point of their strategy and really heavily incorporated it into their platform. But there are many, many, many other platforms that have gotten on the bandwagon. So you'll see now post COVID-19, pretty much, I think, every large social media platform in China now has e-commerce live streaming functions. And while none of them are quite at the market share that Taobao is, you know, we've definitely seen platforms like Douyin, which is the, the Chinese version of TikTok. We've seen Kuaishou taking up quite a bit of the market share. WeChat has recently introduced mini program live streaming. And even though that's very early stages, I think that has a lot of potential. You know, all of these players are really focusing very heavily on this medium. They all have slightly different targets audiences, but generally the same kind of setup as far as the product, the actual user experience with the product. I, I want to talk about this because I think that this topic, why e-commerce live streaming is so popular, can be a little bit hard for people to understand, especially if they've never watched it before, you know, and aren't able to really experience it for themselves, you know, in Chinese. So I find that there's four main reasons. So the first one is product discovery and education. One of the reasons that Taobao has been so strong on pushing Taobao Tmall, Alibaba, has been so strong on pushing e-commerce live streaming on their platform is because they have said, you know, for a platform like them, for an e-commerce platform, if you don't incorporate features that allow for product discovery, you're really going to limit the amount of sales that can happen on your platform. You know, people are just going to come to your platform when they need to buy something. They search for that product. They scroll through the various products. They buy it. Boom, they're done. They're off the platform. And that's not Alibaba's goal. Their goal is to keep you in the platform and on the platform for as long as they can. They want you to discover more and more products. They want to encourage impulse buying, right? And e-commerce live streaming is the perfect way to do that. You get on, you start watching a stream, you maybe get on because you want to look at one product, but then you see the next product that they pull out and you just keep watching, or maybe you keep watching because you want to win that prize that's coming up, right? And while you're watching and waiting for that prize, you discover other products and you end up buying them. There's also a lot of consumers that are now going to these streams because they want to go to the streams and discover products, right? A lot of consumers, it may be in lower tier cities in China who maybe don't have access to a lot of these maybe more international products, from, you know, international brands, cross-border, things like that. You know, they want to go to these live streams and get advice from the streamers. They want the streamers to choose the best products for them um, and they want to be able to to discover products from brands that they're never going to find in the city that they're living in. So number two, e-commerce live streaming can build trust in the product. So <laughs> I'm sure that if any of you have ever tried shopping on Taobao or some of the other Chinese e-commerce platforms, you'll know that <laughs> the photos of the products are often very photoshopped. Um, sometimes you will buy things and when it arrives, it's not, not what you thought it was going to be. You know, consumers really need to spend a lot of time to, to sort through 
which products are actually good online. And the thing about e-commerce live streaming is it's much harder to fake what a product looks like, the product's quality in a live stream. It's much more real, much more raw. Um, it's a lot harder to hide. You know, if somebody's trying on a piece of clothing, you can clearly see the cut of the clothing. You can see what the fabric is like. You can get a better feel for the size and the quality of it, right? So people also will build trust and what they see as a relationship with these live streamers. If they come and watch them all the time, you know, they really start and they've bought one product from them and found that it was a good product, then they'll start to develop that trust and keep going back to that one live streamer. Point number three is key reason, I think, why a lot of people will watch the big live streamers on Taobao is that, you know, a lot of times to incentivize people to, to purchase right away and to drive a lot of sales, uh, brands will often provide very intense discounts or special deals to drive that purchase saying that, you know, you can only get this price during this live stream. Uh, after this live stream, this product won't be available. Um, it'll be much more expensive. You know, there's, they're, they're using the scarcity to, to drive a lot of conversions. But that means that a lot of consumers will go to these live streams just because they see it as an opportunity to possibly get a product for a really good price, a very good deal. And then the fourth reason I think was extremely relevant during the uh, COVID-19 period and why I think it's such a pity that you know none of the platforms here in the U.S. were really able to capture this the same way that the Chinese platforms did. But the reason that uh, e-commerce live streaming took off so much during COVID-19 in China was because it's the closest thing that you can get to an offline in-store experience, right? You're really, especially if a sales associate is running the stream, you know, and telling you all about the product, it feels quite similar to, you know, going into a store and, and, and being able to touch and feel and see the product yourself, right? It's the, really the closest experience that you can get. And I think that some people are wondering, okay, well, now that quarantine is over, is this going to be as relevant anymore? And I think in China, it will be because like I mentioned, for people living in lower tier cities, which is where e-commerce live streaming is really the most popular in China is among consumers in lower tier cities. Even after the quarantine is over, there's a lot of products that they don't have access to offline. They have to go to the big cities like Beijing, Shanghai, um, or maybe even some of the second tier cities. But when you get to those third tier cities and lower, you know, they don't have as many opportunities to see products from a lot of these, you know, say big international brands um, offline. So they like to go and watch e-commerce live streams to try and get a better idea of what these products are like. When we talk about e-commerce live streaming, there's some different formats and I'm going to call out three of them. So I think the one that we hear the most about and kind of gets the most hype these days would be the live streams with top influencers. So you're mainly thinking of the, um, live streaming broadcasters on Taobao live stream, um, such as the one I showed earlier, Austin Lee, or there's another one called Via. They're some of the top streamers. They 
uh, are able to help brands achieve massive sales numbers. They can sell out thousands of products in less than a minute, you know, um, via sold a rocket, like an actual rocket ship. You know, they can, they can sell anything really. But working with these streamers comes at a high cost, a very, very high cost. Brands might not, you know, they might even lose money working with these streamers. But if your brand is looking to reach a massive Chinese audience, you're trying to grow brand awareness, you want that great PR exposure, then, you know, working with one of these influencers is the way to go. Another type of live streaming that we see a lot would be the professionally generated content or PGC type content. And this would be much more like a fashion show, a product launch. You know, it's a much more orchestrated um, experience that's being live streamed. You know, you have maybe a professional TV host type person and, and there's usually a, a much a more professional set. And it's a little bit more stale, a little bit more like the uh, home shopping network stream that I showed you earlier. And then the last type of format, which has become very popular recently and is one that I, I highly recommend brands consider and that a lot more brands have been getting into is um, building out their own internal live streaming team, you know, working with their sales associates and people internally to have them start streaming on behalf of the company. And with this, you have a lot less risk. You can um, be streaming on a daily basis. And the role of this type of live streaming is much more of that uh, replicating the offline experience, providing customer service, educating consumers about about your product, you know, giving them that personal touch online. So again, we saw a lot of brands that were implementing this during the COVID-19 quarantine in China. Um, so I know there's probably a lot of people here today that are interested in kind of the, the actual product itself. And, you know, earlier I mentioned that, yes, you can compare e-commerce live streaming to QVC and the Home Shopping Network, right? It is a valid comparison. But the Chinese platforms are so much more. And part of the reason that the Chinese platforms are so much more is because of the features that are included, right? So as I mentioned, live streaming is a massive industry in China. And so these e-commerce live streaming platforms have taken other features from other types of live streaming and pulled them into e-commerce live streaming. And I think that a lot of these features are things that, you know, when we'll talk a little bit later about kind of the future of live streaming in the West, I think that even if we see some solutions coming in the West, they're not going to be as robust and have nearly as many advanced features as the Chinese live streaming platforms do. So I just want to go over a couple of these features. The, the two that I show on this page are loyalty and social sharing mechanisms. So within the platform, it's built in that by sharing this live stream with your friends and family, you can automatically get a coupon which you can redeem right during that live stream. Or the other type that I show here, you know, you can share this live stream with a friend. And every time your friend watches a live stream over the next 100 days, you will receive kind of like what it's called, like a, it's a red packet in Chinese, but essentially it's like a cash back almost. You'll, you'll, you'll receive a, a very small cash reward, a random amount every time that one of your friend watches a live stream over the next 100 days. So you can actually earn money by sharing the live stream with your friend. Some other great additional features that are built in. One of the most 
popular industries for e-commerce live streaming is the beauty industry. So they have built in features into the uh, e-commerce live stream where while you're watching the live stream, you can click on a button and you can do an, an AR try on of the products that are being featured in that stream. So here I was watching one by Mac Cosmetics. I click in, they only allow you in the AR try on to try on the specific products that are being featured in that stream. So I can, you know, listen to what the streamer is saying. If I'm interested in a product, I can go try it on in the AR experience and then I can purchase it immediately in the AR experience or I can go back to the live stream and purchase it there. But I thought this was really excellent way to combine live streaming and other technologies together. So we're talking about how live streaming can kind of replace that offline experience, add more connection between, uh, you know, more connection and more intimacy than a usual uh, digital shopping experience. And here they take it to the next level. So say you're watching the live stream, you look at a product, you really want to buy the product, but you're still, you still have some questions about it and you still want more of a personal uh, consultation about it. You can actually go add a beauty advisor, a makeup advisor from Mac. You can add them on your WeChat, which is you know a popular chat app in China. You can add them on WeChat and you can chat with them directly and say, hey, I was looking at this product in the live stream. I'm interested in buying it, but I'm not sure if it's going to fit my skin type or whatever, right? So they're allowing you to even take that to the next level of, of personalized experiences. So that's just some of the um, additional features from a product perspective that I think that they've added in that really make it so much more than just watching somebody selling a product. So now that I've talked about live streaming in China and giving you a very brief overview of that, <laughs> there's so much more that we could dive into. Um, I know that there's probably many of you that are thinking, you know, will this take off in the West? Is this something that, that could actually happen here? Something that we could see some of the big players here adopt? So I just wanted to, to give my thoughts on this. One of the things that when I have been reading, you know, I read some articles or hear other people's perspective on, you know, can e-commerce live streaming take off in the West? And one of the biggest things that I hear people to say and assumption that they make is that Western audiences won't watch live streams, that it's a consumer behavior issue like this, like this format just does not fit Western consumers. You know, they have YouTube, they have Instagram, they have so many other platforms like they, they're just not going to watch live streams. I, I don't think that's true. And at the same time, I don't think that e-commerce live streaming will ever take off in the West to the same extent that it has in China. I doubt that it will ever become as mainstream in, say, the U.S. as it has become in China. But I still think there is a huge uh, space and a lot of potential for this format here in the West. So first of all, there is an audience for live streaming in the US. Twitch, massive platform, right? Massive platform. YouTube has live streaming. TikTok has live streaming. Instagram, you know, we've seen a huge uptick in live streaming and Instagram during COVID-19. Facebook Live, right? So there is an audience for live streaming in the US. Um, and I think a lot of people who say that there isn't an audience for live streaming in the US, 
they aren't that audience, which is why they feel that way. You know, you're not the target audience doesn't mean that there isn't a target audience. The second thing that I hear, you know, is that, you know, people aren't going to want to buy products from say Instagram or social platforms, which again is not true. Uh, and maybe if you feel that way, you're not the target audience, <laughs> but uh, you know we can see from a lot of the a lot of the features that Instagram has been slowly introducing over the past couple of years that you know they are making the platform um, more commercial and making it easier for people to to buy products from the platform because there is a desire from consumers to purchase products through the platform. They just want the ability to purchase products through Instagram without it interrupting their experience. They want it to be built in in a way that they don't feel like ads are interrupting their, their experience of looking through those people that they follow on Instagram. So it's, it's not about how you monetize it, but doing it in a way that it fits consumers' um, needs and preferences. Another thing that I cite here is you look at the popularity of unboxing videos. I mean, unboxing videos are one of the largest categories on YouTube, right? And an unboxing video is essentially a, a recorded version of what you see happen going on in an e-commerce live stream. So, you know, consumers have a desire to see uh, what a product is like up real close, get a better view of it than what they can see from, from an e-commerce platform, right, before they buy it. Instagram stories. I follow a ton of fashion bloggers on Instagram and their stories are filled with what they call try on clips where they put a piece of clothing on and they talk about the details of the clothing and they try it on in an Instagram story and they include a swipe in the swipe up feature, a link to, you know, to buy the product. How is that so different than an e-commerce live stream built into, into Instagram? So I think we can see that, you know, the consumer behavior is there. And the last thing that I want to point out is that this is already happening. So during COVID-19, numerous beauty brands in the U.S. have started offering virtual beauty consultations. And some of those are even done through one-on-one -on -one video experiences, right? The beauty brand Credo said that, consumers who shop using Credo Live are more likely to make a purchase than those who don't. Beauty brands were some of the first brands in China to adopt e-commerce live streaming. And like I mentioned before, pretty much every international beauty brand in China is using e-commerce live streaming at the moment. They're really the leaders of this e-commerce live streaming trend in China beauty and fashion. And so to me, the fact that numerous beauty brands have already started doing this during the COVID-19 period and are seeing success from it is a signifier that the same thing could happen here and that there's demand for it from consumers here. But the question is, who could do it? <laughs> right? So what would need to happen for e-commerce live streaming to go mainstream? I think that it's really going to take the large social media and e-commerce platforms making it a priority. So the ones that I'm going to highlight are Amazon, Instagram, and TikTok as the ones that I think have the most potential. The benefit for these platforms, right, for social media platforms, adding e-commerce live streaming is a way to increase your advertising revenue. It increases the time that users spend in the app. And it is, provides another monetization method for influencers and brands, right? So, and for e-commerce platforms, it increases advertising revenue again. It aids in product discovery, like I mentioned before. It increases the amount of impulse purchases. And lastly, I want to make a point that I haven't made yet, but there have been Chinese e-commerce platforms that have said that 
adding e-commerce live streaming actually increases customer satisfaction and reduces the return rate because consumers are getting able to get a much better view of the product before they buy it. I mean, this is particularly true with, say, the fashion industry, because typically during these e-commerce live streams for fashion, they will include different models that have different body sizes so that the consumer can really get a good idea of whether or not this clothing would look good on their body shape and size. So particularly when it comes to fashion, I've been told straight from these platforms that they've, that they've had a reduce um, in return rate after adding e-commerce live streaming. Amazon, I think Amazon, uh, so much potential, so much potential. They added e-commerce live streaming over a year ago, and they have barely improved it since adding it. The feature is completely hidden on their website and the platform. The user experience is extremely poor. It's really has gotten no traction. Unfortunately, even though it has massive potential because Amazon is in a very similar situation to you know Alibaba's Tmall and, and Taobao, and we've seen the amazing success that they have had, it, it could be a huge driver of more traffic and sales for Amazon, but I think it's very unlikely that they're going to be the ones that really succeed at it, seeing how little effort they put into it since launching it. Moving on to Instagram. So I'm sure that all of you heard recently that Facebook just announced shops, which will enable businesses to set up an online store that can be used across Facebook and Instagram, allowing people to directly shop for products in both of those platforms. But live commerce is only an aspect of this new shops feature that they're um, rolling out. So I still think it'll take a while before we see them. As I mentioned earlier, I think when you compare it to the Chinese platforms, it's likely that Instagram's version of live commerce will be very basic in comparison to, to what the Chinese platforms offer. I do think that Instagram has incredible potential though for this feature. I'm not sure how well they can execute on it just based on the way that they've rolled out products in the past and what they've said so far about it, but we'll wait and see. Verdict is still out. And then the last platform that I want to mention is TikTok. You know, I think that there's huge potential for e-commerce live streaming on TikTok because as many of you probably know, uh, TikTok is owned by ByteDance, a Chinese company, and Douyin, which is the predecessor of TikTok or the Chinese version of TikTok. When it comes to the development and maturity level of the platform, Douyin is probably about two years ahead of TikTok. As I mentioned, uh, Douyin now has e-commerce live streaming and it's become very popular, especially over the recent couple months during the quarantine period. Based on the success that we've seen, the fact that, that ByteDance has already created this feature for Douyin and they could easily roll it out on TikTok. The fact that a lot of TikTok's features have been directly taken from Douyin, you know, there's a very strong correlation between the two platforms. So I think it's pretty safe to say that it's something they'll consider rolling out in the near future. The only potential issue that I see is over in China, Douyin has collaborations 
transactions with Alibaba and JD.com, you know, the two largest e-commerce platforms. So they would just need to figure out who are they going to work with here in the US or are they just going to be working with brands on an individual basis? The, the commerce portion of it might be a little bit more difficult for them to figure out. And also the second issue that I see is that right now TikTok still skews slightly younger um, and the content isn't as mature yet. I think over on Doheen, the, the content has kind of stepped away a little bit from all of the, the dancing videos. Um, there's much more developed content on the platform now. So I think that it might not be time yet for, for TikTok. Awesome. Thanks, Lauren, for all these great insights. Could you briefly summarize your main takeaways for our listeners who are tuning into the podcast? My main takeaways are that e-commerce live streaming has really become mainstream in China. From what I can see, uh, I don't think that it's going anywhere. I think it will continue to stay strong even after COVID-19 is over. The product is extremely advanced over there with a very seamless experience. It's very easy for users. Uh, yeah, very, very seamless and convenient user experience. And that, you know, the U.S. is far behind, but the market definitely has potential. We just really need to see one of the big players step up and push the, uh, the format before it'll really take off. And as I said, you know, I think Amazon, Instagram and TikTok would be the best platforms to, to potentially make this happen. All right. How was the end of our session with Lauren? What did you think about what she had to say? Send us your feedback. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to write us that review for your free Extra Buzz subscription. Have any questions or suggestions? Email us. We really enjoyed putting this together and we are always open to any comments or suggestions. You can find us on Twitter at ThePanDaily, at TechBuzzChina, and my personal Twitter account is now spelled Y-I-N-G-L-U-2020. And my Twitter is spelled R-U-I-M-A. TechBuzz China by Pan Daily is powered by the Seneca Podcast Network on SubChina. Pandaily.com is an English language site that tells you everything about China's innovation. Our producers are Cao Wei Chen and Kaiser Guo. Thank you for listening. <laughs>